This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Are Yankee fans numb to the fact of the possibility of being swept? By I think that they... At the stadium? Right now, I don't know that it matters that much to the Yankee fan right now. I think that they're all looking towards what happens after this season. It's very hard to predict right now where this team is going to finish. You know, we're just a couple streaks away from being right where we want to be. I think going home, get a little reset, and get back out there, I think the boys are going to be ready. You know, so I think just like, like Skip said, all, all year it's right in front of us, so we got to go out there and go out there and take it. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. The most important yeah. team you got to be able to scout is your own. On 98.7 ESPN. It's right in front of us, Gordon. Oh, right my God, it's a train. Uh, I wish the end of the season were right in front of us. Nah, you got some time left before that, my friend. Yeah. You got some time left Don't before I know that. it. Oh. Hardesty and Damer here on 98.7 ESPN. Interesting discussion about baseball. We've been talking a lot about baseball. I, I'm a little surprised, Gordon, but the Yankee fans wanted to vent. And the, but I will say this. They've kind of veered away a little bit from where we started with this. It's really all been Cashman bashing. But I really mm -hmm. wanted to find out if they you know, are ready to do this rebuild and, and how long and what does it mean to them. And that's I think when you ask that question, it's very important because – most of them seem to think that the rebuild means we get rid of Cashman and that's all. Now, the last call, I had some thought process. You know, I want to get rid of Cashman. I want to bring somebody else in here. And I guess Stern has been a person, Gordon, that has they've tried to do some things through their farm system. They've made a couple of moves. But for the most part, I mean, they've, they've been, Milwaukee's been really a, a small market team that is just trying, that has treaded water. You know, they haven't been, they haven't had sustainable success. Uh, they haven't made a lot of playoff runs. No. You know, so, but I mean. It, it, he's an appealing guy because he's done a decent job on a tiny payroll. I think they're like 20th in, in Major League Baseball. They've made the playoffs every once in a while. Uh, so people, I guess, uh, and, and the Mets, it seems like, uh, it would seem like a shock if he's not going to turn out to be the guy. But see, that that's that's. That's what loses me, and that's why I lean more towards Epstein because, okay, that's acceptable for where Stern was. Okay, that's all we want. We, we, this is where we are. We're in Milwaukee, okay? Everybody loves the Packers. People, they don't love us like they love the Packers or the Bucks. Mm -hmm. all right? So we're a middle market team, small market, middle market team. Okay, we're, we're 20th. All right, listen, what you're doing is great. All right, this is the best we can do. We're good here. I mean, he comes to New York, Gordon. When that, that's not acceptable here. This no. is box office, as Stephen mm -hmm. A. Smith likes to say. You right. know, we're not. That's not acceptable here. We we want to win. We so does it automatically mean that because he was able to do it in the small market that oh, you're giving me some money and some resources? Ha <laughs> ha! Now I show you how what what Stern can do. It doesn't always work out that way. No, um, and they did make it an NLCS uh, 2018. So. Mm -hmm. You know they've had some they've had some stuff there, but again, it is amazing that we're talking about money being no object when it comes yeah. to the Mets. Yep. And 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 the owner has said oh, we got to get this head of baseball operations, and the only name you've heard here for basically two years is David Stearns. Yeah, that's right. It's not good. Ted's in the truck. What's up, Ted? Guys, how you doing? Hey, Ted. 
you know, you guys are talking about, you know, like the Yankees and what their problem is. And I think it's very clear what their problem is. It's Brian Cashman. Because I don't think Casey Stingle could be successful with this team, okay? They, 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 it's about the moves that he hasn't made and the moves that he's made, okay? First off, he could have traded Clint Frazier and Andrew Warren and gotten Cole years back. He knew Bryce Harper was a year or two away. Everybody knew who he was. He was a phenom. Yet he used all the funds and all the years and crippled us with Stanton for Stalin Castro and, and knowing that they weren't going to be able to go after Bryce Harper after that. That was asinine. After that, recently, okay, they, they could have gotten Pablo Lopez. Instead, they went after Montas, who everyone knew had something up with his shoulder. People knew it beforehand, and they still went after it. <laughs> he was hurt before. He was that hurt. year, he was, he was hurt. hurt. Pablo, Lopez, right. P- Pablo Lopez is a guy with tremendous stuff, and he's, he's had one of the best years in baseball this year. We could have had him for Sears. And everybody wanted Sears, and we just didn't want to do it. I don't understand. And then they gave him up for Montas. Okay? All right, so, Ted, let then, me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Ted. Oh, are you, yeah. Take a breath. Take a breath, Ted. Okay. Are you willing to now so – let's say it's all – we agree with you. It's all Cashman's fault, and Cashman is out, or there's going to be a change. Are you willing to have this – what do you want to see going forward? you want the Yankees to blow it up? Do you want them to try okay, to retool? What, like to what do you want them this. to do? What I would like to see is I would love to see them offer Epstein a contract that he cannot refuse, okay? That's the guy to get. He's a big market guy. That's the guy to get. He, he made the Cubs win, okay? That's the guy to get, okay? You get him. Then you get a manager that actually manages somebody that actually has a pulse for the game, and, and you actually go back to playing baseball. They, they, these guys, we look like we're watching a bunch of just I, – I can't even – they're unathletic. They don't move. The only guy that can run is Bader and Volpe. And, and may I add, we could have had Castillo for Volpe. And, 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 you know, a package of Volpe and a bunch of other guys, maybe Volpe and Dominguez, who blows. You know, why not that? Instead, they did nothing. We would have had Castillo. You know, it, it's Cashman has never built a pitching staff. As a matter of fact, even when we won in 09, they got lucky that Burnett wound up having a great year that year. He's never built a pitching staff. He's awful. All right, Ted. It, it, uh, Thanks for checking in. We got you. <laughs> wow. Ted's well, been wearing that a while. See, I, I don't think that he's always been all, you know, I think that there's some Yankee fan. Oh, he's, the, the only thing he can do is spend money. He, he, he doesn't get any credit for any of the, the champion, the 98 team or 99 or 2000. Mm-hmm. I don't go that route. But I look at where we're at now. Yeah. And, and is this the guy? The only question you have to ask is who is the person to get you out of where you are. Let's forget yeah. about everything that Cashman's done before. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk right now. And I don't think there's many people that would feel confident, given the situation he's already put you in, that he's the guy that's going to get you out of it too. No, you can't. How could you? He's only going to sink you deeper in. And he was mentioning the guys, that he, uh, all the shortstops that have come and yeah. gone. Uh, Machado, who they certainly could have went out and got and would have mm-hmm. solved third base. So there's a lot of... It's a lot. A lot the, the the names that he got weren't good, and the names that he passed up were even worse. Yeah, Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, Larry GD. Shout out to the company. I was just listening to this talk, and I was just like, you know what? Let me go in and beat the dead horse as well. <laughs> so, 
my you know my 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 solution for this is you know how Steinbrenner actually has to you know wake up look in the mirror as you guys said and realize and say you know not what my dad would do but what any owner would do when they realize that they let someone take control of their organization and kind of pretty much mess it up and you know from the hopes and expectations of 2017 which is to ask the tough questions what happened what's going on and what are the numbers are we using because they're not working and then after we figure that out we can then you know properly make the assessment um as far as brian cashman i just don't see it i just don't see him being sent home uh, 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 with three years left on the contract i just don't i just don't see how stomaching that and at the end of the day to me like he he, he is part of family in that situation sadly cashman has been there they pretty much grew up together and it's not it's not gonna i don't think it's gonna change anytime soon now as far as for you know boone and everything you take take his analytic books take his ideas because at the end of the day he was hired to be the analytic manager because we were getting away from the field manager so he can go and he can go and kick rock somewhere else with you know how with the care factor the at-bat qualities when we're striking out 18 times and we're having good at-bats i don't know what he's looking at i don't know what type of analytics that said to start Josh Donaldson all, all all those games. I really don't know. He was batting 130-something for almost months. I it, it drove me insane, and it got me to the point where I'm just like, look, I don't have time for the excuses. I get that Cashman is, you know, the number one enemy because he got the, he, he's the guy that, you know, is – for, uh, responsible for constructing this team, but I don't remember people saying this was a bad team a year ago. I don't remember people saying that this was a horrible constructed team two years ago or a horrible constructed team three years ago. So there, 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 there does come a point where we have to really be honest about about the situation, even with Cashman in this situation, and say, you know what, Cashman, there's just a lot of things that were fireable offenses. This needs to be cleaned up within the next couple of years. You have to get a new coach, get a new coach. But at the end of the day, this, 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 this you have you have a couple of years to fix this. If not, I'm 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 looking for something else where we're gonna really re-scratch it because. They're not gonna. They, it's just not gonna change. He, he he put himself into this pickle, guys. <laughs> he did. You're right, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. I, I have would, the solution, Gordon. Yeah, just move that? him to another position. You don't want to pay him. Make him a do him. There's something in the Yankee organization you right. can do. Yeah. Move him out of the. He'll have to be the GM, senior vice president. He can do something else. Right. Senior advisor. Yeah. There's other. They got a lot of those guys. Right. Oh, absolutely. You do a ton, uh-huh. ton of things with him. I would disagree with Jose saying that nobody has been talking about the Yankee roster construction the last couple of years. Oh, it has been Gordon Damer. I don't Gordon know if you've Damer. heard the calls. <laughs> and, and Gordon Damer. <laughs> I, can, I, mean, I can tell you right now, uh, there, there's, been a, there's been a call or two. Or three or four. Or three or four or five. Or five or six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gordon, do you know what? Dalvin Cook spoke to the media today. And the you know what else he back. did, Larry? What, what else did he He do? lied to our faces. Ooh. Dalvin Cook lied to our faces, Larry. And we'll explain what he said next on 98.7 ESPN. 
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. You know, when I came on my visit, I think I pretty much seen everything I needed to see. Uh, you know, it was good vibe with the coaches, the players, you know, everybody around the building. And, you know, obviously when you dig deep and look into the roster, I think all the pieces are put together. I think I can come help these guys. And you look at the running back room with MC, Breeze, Bam, and all those guys with me just adding to it. I think it could be something special. Dalvin Cook on why he signed with the Jets. Augustine and Damon until 10 o'clock when this Big Daddy Ty Butler here on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon? Dalvin Cook. Well, maybe it's not Dalvin Cook. Okay. Maybe Dalvin Cook didn't lie to us. Maybe it's just all the media members that are covering that press conference today. Mm-hmm. Because what was the takeaway from that press conference today? Dalvin Cook said Aaron Rodgers was the reason he signed with the Jets. Uh, ESPN.com. Dalvin Cook says Aaron Rodgers' presence helped lure him to the Jets. New York Post, how Dalvin Cook's NFL pass with Aaron Rodgers factored into his Jets signing. Uh, Dalvin Cook admits Aaron Rodgers was big thing that led to his signing with the Jets. No, it wasn't. It was that the Jets were the one team that was willing to pay him $7 million. That's why he's with the Jets. Nothing else. It doesn't have to do with Aaron Rodgers. It don't have to do with Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, the running back room. Nothing. It had to do with the Jets were the team willing to. And for Dalvin Cook, absolutely, that's where he should go. He should go to the team that's going to make him the most money because we all talk about how running backs don't get paid anymore. Mm -hmm. But don't tell me that Aaron Rodgers played any factor whatsoever at all. It was the Jets. If the Dolphins a week ago would have said, hey, Dalvin, we'll give you $7 million, he'd be telling you how Tua made him sign with the Dolphins. <laughs> Had nothing to do with it. You're lying to me. The only reason he signed with the Jets was that was the one team that was willing to sign him. That's it. Here's Dalvin Cook on playing with Aaron Rodgers. Being on the other side of that for the last six years, you know, I couldn't be on the other side no more. So it was just like being a, I got the chance to go join him and, you know, you know, help him win, win again. You know, that was that was a big thing to come, come over here. Being on the other side of that for the last six years, you know. See them join him, Gordon. He's lying. He's <laughs> lying to our faces, Larry. <laughs> Has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> and I don't blame him. He should have taken what the, the best Absolutely. deal was out there. It doesn't Absolutely. seem like there were that many deals out there. No question about it. Gordon. Robert Sala uh-huh. spoke to the media today. Uh, okay. Um, Gordon, w- now you saw Hard Knocks, yes? I did, yeah. I've watched it, yep. Okay, now wh- how would you describe Robert Sala's attitude about the offensive line oh, was when not he was happy. talking to them? Yeah, not, not, not good. Would you say he was concerned? Yeah, oh yeah, sure. I mean, okay. saying that we the, the coaches can't make you care Basically, that, that's not great. Today, Robert Salas said, no one is panicking about this offensive line. 
I think individually we have a really good good set of guys. You know, all of them can play football. It's, it's just becoming a unit. I don't think anyone in here is panicked. Coaches are always in panic mode. That's just the way we're, we're wired. We always want things done now. But you also understand when you when you look at the global view of it all, there, there's guys coming back from injury. There's a lot of growth happening. There's a lot of really good things happening. When I turned on the tape yesterday, I, you know, there was a lot of really good stuff on tape. And it's a and then the day. Today was a good practice for those guys. But in the building, no one's panicking. You know, it's a, the message is still the same. We've got plenty of time. We're going to figure it out best five will play and we'll get it done okay um he has had his wusa moment <laughs> since the <laughs> since the carolina game mm-hmm. and uh you know and the practice and he's feeling a little better about his team so that that's a good thing and i'm sure no one is and listen panic is not the right word gordon but the but the word i think that is apropos is we're really concerned we're really concerned about where we are now. Once again, they have time to change it. I'm sure Joe Douglas and whoever the assistants are are working the phones. Hello? Psst. Got any tackles available? <laughs> Got any good tackles? Anybody you know who you're willing to move on? How's, how's By the way, how's that practice going there? You know, I saw this tackle that you guys have. He looks really good. Where does he fall on your depth chart? Really low? Huh. That's interesting. Want to let go of him? (laughs) Want to play let's make a deal? (laughs) And the quote was from Robert Sala, we as coaches, we as an organization can't want it more than you. That's not good. That's not. Not what you want. I mean, you're not even questioning their talent. You're no. questioning their desire, their heart. Ugh. And that should never be on. That should never be under question. You would not. You'd, li- you'd like not to think so, right? I mean, should not be in question. Whew. Should not be in question. So the uh, Jets are facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. So Robert Sala, Makai Becton, uh, do you have any idea how long or how many snaps he'll be out on the field? No, we went in last week. You know, there was a number in mind, but we just wanted to see how far he'd be able to go. And again, it was me because there's you got to remember there's a program that's set to try to make sure his his program's a little bit different than everyone else's in terms of the ramp up. As a coach, you're just oh, let me push him more, but you got to have the discipline to be able to pull back and make sure you're you push the envelope, but not to a point where you you wear out the knee and all that stuff. So to answer it, there's really no set number. It's it's trying to help him like hey push as far as you can go and together all of us the entire organization and all the doctors and, and his team will, will make the decisions and that are best for him and moving forward Gordon how tough is that as a head coach he's you, you have a player who's coming back from an injury he hasn't been on the field in two years right and he's on the pitch count but we don't know how many pitches is the pitch count <laughs> wouldn't seem ideal and look I don't know if they can trust him. I don't think that they can trust that he's going to be a big part of this. But boy, oh boy, you can understand why they are bringing him along and and clinging to the hope that he could – because he could solve a lot of problems. No question. He could. He couldn't solve every problem, but it would be a a far brighter picture if all of a sudden Makai Becton was one of your starting tackles. Even – as you would say about the left field position with the Yankees, mm-hmm. competent. Competent, right. All he just, has to be just, is a competent left tackle. Right. I don't if need he, a superstar left tackle. He can If he's just simply on the field and just stays healthy, 
right? I mean, his problem is he's not been able to stay healthy. That's right. But I, I don't. I mean, it's been a while now since he's played, and he didn't play a lot recently. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember him really having problems playing when he was. His problem is health. Yeah. So yep. if, if they can keep him healthy and get him up to speed by week one, I don't know. Maybe it's just desperation and looking through that prism, but it would seem like he could fix a lot of problems for him if they, if they could just get him on the field yep. for 16, 17 games. It would be, it would be, it would be uh, a great thing for them just to know. And listen, we're not saying you have to depend on him. No. But even if even if he split snaps, Gordon, mm-hmm. with Dwayne Brown mm-hmm. on the, on occasion, you know, on this play, well, you know, on this play, you know, let let's say it's a, let's say hypothetically, it's it's a blowout game, okay? Let's bring, put Beckton in, and let the, let put Beckton in left tackle. Let's save Brown. Put Beckton in. Let, let's see what he can do. Um, you know, not that I think they would do that, but I mean that would be a perfect situation if he could just show that he could be competent and dependent on but once again the knee has got to stop hurting in his head once he gets comfortable that he can do whatever he needs to do on that knee without thinking then Gordon they'll be on their way until you get to that point you have to keep stringing them along and bringing them along slowly yeah he's played one game in two years you know I mean he had 27 snaps uh, against Carolina, and it's like that must have been like a five games for him. Yeah, <laughs> that's a you know for him that's a lot of snaps. He hasn't mm-hmm. taken that many. I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy. We'll continue the conversation here on ninety-eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Hardesty and Damer till the top of the hour. Then it's X. Big Daddy Ty Butler here on ninety-eight seven ESPN. Gordon, I have a quick story for you. Okay. Now I like to pride myself as um, looking like I'm a reasonably intelligent person. Okay. So when I walk into a store, I I, I don't I don't think that I have, uh, you know the the. They're not a sponsor, so I can say it. Mm-hmm. The jack-in-the-box face I'm on, you know, right. with the little cone Clown. hat and sure. everything like that, you know. So I, I need a new charger for my phone. Mm-hmm. And so I walk in, and I say, here's the phone I have. I need a charger for it. And immediately the salesman says, why don't you just get a new phone? <laughs> you know, the, we have an updated phone. That phone is old. This is, And I'm saying, look, I, I'm not that young... They're not a sponsor, but I'm not giving them the name. Right. I'm not that young lady who's on the who has that company that used mm-hmm. to be involved with the satellites. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, I, I just need, I just need a charger for my phone. Why would I buy a new phone just to get a charger? Gordon, I was just, I, I was. Well, they obviously taken they, aback. They, they get a much bigger commission on a new phone than they do on a new charger. What's a, a new charger? Is a couple of bucks. New phone, cha-ching. I was taken aback that he thought he could bamboozle me that way. So what? So what was my line? You know what? <laughs> You're right. Give me the, give me the latest phone you got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll take the latest phone. Sure. Yeah, come on. Well, it's a good job out of you. Thanks. I'll be honest with you. I speaking of stores, I am playing hurt today. Uh oh, what happened? During the week, I've been looking for a new TV stand for underneath the TVs. Mm-hmm. 
right? I wanted to get one that has like the, the faux fireplace in there because it gets Ooh, a little cold at the basement on nice. the NFL Ooh, Sundays. So yeah, we nice. were at Costco on uh-huh. Monday doing our normal run, the wife and I. Mm-hmm. And I saw one, and it looked. Re- I said, "Boy, this looks perfect." Yeah. So we couldn't get everything that we were getting on Monday, and that too. So mm-hmm. I said, "We'll come back on Tuesday." Mm-hmm. So my wife says, "Well, do you think uh, you're going to be able to, to get that in the house by yourself? Because my son's away this week, mm-hmm. and she's, you know, everybody has a weight limit, and and my wife's lifting limit. She has many wonderful qualities. Yes. L- weightlifting is not among them. Mm-hmm. I said, "Sweetie." Piece of cake. Oh, baby. He no problem. Up. He messed so up. We come Harvey back Julian. Tuesday. I he put the seats up. down. Mm-hmm. I get it into the car. Well, first off, there was a couple on top of each other. Yes. And so I had to get that the first one down. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized this might be a little harder. Than this I is thought. this is I'm a I'm a little bit in trouble here. But I get it down. I bang it down onto the pallet thing. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, don't worry. I'll help you." Immediately. Oh, 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 oh. Slipping. <laughs> slipping. <laughs> so uh, I get it down onto the pallet. I get it. I get it into the car. Get the, you know, I'm like, it's like a tackling sled, this thing, you know? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm doing two-a-days in the parking lot at Costco. <laughs> I get it home. I get it out of the car. I, I, the sweat, Larry, is pouring off of me. <laughs> pouring. Now, I got to go to the basement, which is basically on the opposite side of the house of the of the garage mm-hmm. so i gotta slide it through this thing i gotta slide it up uh up the slide into the sliding door i gotta it's like getting wedged in the kitchen i get it downstairs i said sweet you just stand at the top of the stairs and i will bear the brunt downstairs mm-hmm. this thing is basically leaning on my head and the whole time down the stairs oh wait wait oh, oh, oh. so i get it down the stairs I get it on, and she's great with electronics. So she got all the things that are in the the, the old, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she got it all hooked up. I got it, fantastic. Looks nice. great. It really plays into all my worst characteristics. Because I didn't measure anything. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't think it. But it's perfect. Nice, Larry. I woke up this morning. I thought I fell off a mountain. <laughs> I thought. I feel like I got thrown out of an airplane at thirty-five thousand feet. The amount of pain <laughs> that my back is in. <laughs> Every time I move, uh, is this what is this what aging is like? This is terrible. Uh, yeah, that's what aging is like. Oh my god! <laughs> Every Don't time I, 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 I twist and turn, I kind of almost forget. And I was waking up this morning, and all of a sudden it dawned on me. I was like, "Oh no, it's going to be one of those days." So there's been some ibuprofen. Ooh, yeah, it's a good job thrown down today. But uh, I'm playing hurt. I hope I, I hope I'm doing an okay job. So. Um... Alonzo got hit. That doesn't look good. What else is new? <laughs> um, word to the wise next time. Yeah. Next time you go. Uh-huh. There are uh, folks who work in Costco mm-hmm. who take things down for you. Right. Take them to your car for you. Yeah. And I, put I, them in the car. Yeah, I, I was. I was. You know then what the you problem was? Because then you would have saved your back for yeah, the stuff a little that bit. when you got home. No question, right? I was still living off the high of the beehive, uh, the, the wasp nest. You I know? got you. I, I was able to do that without any help. You yep. know, and king I of the got mountain. Through it, and, and I looked online. I said, you know, maybe I'll order it online. They just deliver it right to the house. Perfect. It was like four hundred dollars more on the line. 
What? I said, oh, I'm not paying $400. No, he not. is an exterminator? No <laughs> shot. I'll go get it myself. Next, and I didn't want to wait until my son came home because right. then they'll, you know what happens, they'll all be gone. They'll be gone. Oh, yeah. I should have just did it at the time. Yep. But boy, oh boy, I am. I feel like Makai Becton getting out there on the Hall of Fame game. I'm, oh I'm, I'm feeling it. Oh. I don't know if I can trust it, Larry. <laughs> I don't know if I can trust it. Well, next time, leave it in the car for when he comes home. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, son, glad Trust to have me. you. If I thought, Larry, I got it into the kitchen. And again, uh-huh. the sweat was just <laughs> dripping off me. But yeah, I, I couldn't very well say, sweetie, how does it look here? You know, yeah. I, like it, we'll just we'll just climb over this thing for the next couple of days until Jack gets home. So, yeah. But we got it. We got it. That's good. It's, it, I really learned the worst lessons out of it. I didn't measure it. It fits perfectly. I got yeah. it down the stairs. It got down the stairs. It wasn't too wide or anything mm-hmm. like that. So Everything fit. It was Everything perfect. fit. And it looks perfect. It looks nice. phenomenal. But Now, you could have called me. I'd easily no. come over and help you And out. you know what the problem is? All the people I know, they all have back problems. They all have back <laughs> surgeries. They've all... <laughs> So I'm the only one that hasn't, but maybe I will now. We'll see how it feels tomorrow. So you're telling me everybody you know is old and injured. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, they must be Yankees. Yeah, right. <laughs> they all move faster than Giancarlo, I can tell you that. Real quick, Gordon, when we return, I want to see if you agree with the ESPN Plus poll about uh, height and depth. You know, for records. What's the ceiling and what's the floor? Oh, okay. We'll do that next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Now, Gordon, what ESPN Plus has done is they have taken all the teams in the National Football League Mm -hmm. and they've given you a ceiling and floor record-wise for every team. And what's the biggest question for every team? Okay. All right. So let's start with the New York football giants. That's Harvey's team. Okay. Okay. Um, what do you think the ceiling – have you seen this? I have seen it. I don't remember what they wrote. Okay. So but what do you I, think I the ceiling would be for the giants? Um, well, look, we. I think I had them going 10-7 uh, and seven this year. So I mm-hmm. think that their ceiling, according to them, would probably be – Maybe 12 wins? Okay. The ceiling for them, according to ESPN Plus, is 11 and 6. Okay. And the floor is 6 and 11. How are they coming up with this? I don't know. But, uh, and that, and the biggest question for the Giants is not Daniel Jones, not Saquon Barkley, but the health of tight end Darren Waller. Okay. Because obviously, according to them, and they're right, he's the Waller's the team's number one receiver. Mismatch nightmare, whom Coach Brian Dayball and offense coordinator Mike Kapka will use all over the field. It will be a much different and less explosive offense if Waller has trouble staying on the field like he has the past two seasons, where he's only played 20 of a possible 34 games. He has only 83 receptions for 1,053 yards and five touchdowns the past two seasons. Gordon, after hauling in 107 balls for 1,196 yards, and nine touchdowns in 2020 alone. Generally in the NFL, when you get to be 30 years old, like expecting bounce backs, you could lose your shirt doing that. Yeah, it's uh, true. Uh, now, look, I think that Waller, when he is healthy, he is uh, he's he's very good. He 
demands a lot of targets. Uh, the tight end position is one where it feels like a lot of these guys, he, and he's in that conversation along with Mark Andrews in, in Baltimore and, and obviously Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. that when it seems like they're open all the time. Yeah. Uh, but you like got to be on the field to do that. So 30 years old, and that's the big piece that the Giants added offensively this year. I don't that's know right. that you can really count on the rookie uh, Hyatt to be bursting onto the scene this year. So this is the one real big piece that they added this offseason. And uh, if he's right, it is a big piece. But if it's not, boy, that's a big miss. Daniel Jones, where where would you rank him right now, Gordon, in the NFC conference? In the NFC? NFC? Just in the conference. Where would you rate him? In terms of overall quarterbacks? Yeah. Huh. The NFC. Yep. You know, I mean, he's a... you know, well, he's obviously not Jalen Hurts. No, is he um, Dak Prescott? I don't know that he's Dak Prescott yet, but certainly could be. Okay, there's not that many great quarterbacks in the is NFC. Geno Smith. Last I year's mean, Geno. Smith. Yeah, I think he's kind of. I don't know that Geno is going to repeat what he did last year. It's yeah. great, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's kind of on that tier. All right. Okay, so you would say he's second, third tier. NFC. Yeah, second tier in the in the in the NFC. You know, I okay. think I think clearly hurts with the weapons that he has around him. I think he's clearly better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak Prescott, I think is is his resume is better, but that's only mm-hmm. because he's around longer than Daniel Jones. Right. Um, but okay, let's put Dak on uh, ahead of him too. That's only two guys. Okay. All right. Uh, Brock Purdy. No, After not enough. Year? No, not enough. Not enough. Uh, Kirk Cousins. I guess Kirk Cousins is better, uh, but mm-hmm. he doesn't really have very high of a ceiling. We don't know what Daniel Jones' ceiling is. We don't know. We're talking about ceilings and floors, right? Yeah. We have no we clue. We don't know what Daniel Jones' ceiling is. We have no clue. We'll, have, we'll find. hope to find out a lot this year. Yeah, we'll get a lot more evidence. Yep. Yep. The New York football Jets. Ceil- now, I know, your, I know your algorithm is my, 15 my and algorithm, 2. Yeah, 15 and 2, Larry. Okay. Is there a floor in your algorithm? I've not, I've not uh, gone. You haven't that programmed way. the floor. No, I've not programmed the floor. Okay. Well, ESPN Plus has them with less wins than your algorithm. Okay. <laughs> Most have. Yep. <laughs> they have their ceiling at twelve and five. Twelve and five. And well, the look, floor. You know, at people seven are making a lot. People are making a lot out of my my algorithm saying fifteen. So really, all it's saying is that that I am bullish on the Jets this year. I think that they're going yeah. to compete for an AFC East division title, and I think that they're going to be among the teams competing for a Super Bowl appearance this year. Mm-hmm. That's all. And, and if you're 12-5, and five, that's kind of the same. Maybe not to the same degree, but what do they have their floor as being? 7-10. and 10. Uh, See, they really shouldn't make a floor for the Jets. If the mm-hmm. Jets have proven anything to us over the years... <laughs> They can burst through any floor. They can find the basement. They can find the sub-basement. They can, yeah. They're can. they like one of those places where they destroy the, the building, and then all of a sudden they find a tunnel system underneath the building. Yeah. Hey, we yep. didn't know this was here. Yeah. Yeah. This I don't know that they should make a floor for the Jets. This is true. Uh, but that, that's the floor, according to ESPN+. Plus Seven and, and ten. And obviously the big, biggest X factor is? Figure Aaron. Oh, offensive line. Offensive line. Yeah, offensive line. He's invested a lot of resources. Boy, I think they quoted you here about a lot of resources, Gordon. Yeah. That's yeah. What you always they've say. done everything they can. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say they've done everything they can, but they have, they've, they've used every tool at their disposal to bring people in here. 
Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like um, it's certainly not settled. It's certainly not like you go into day, game one saying, okay, this is what we got up front. No. A um, lot of conversation about this. Could Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook be the best running tandem in the NFL? You know, I was looking at Dalvin Cook. This is a fascinating one in terms of analytics in mm. football. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at just the standard stats, you'd say Dalvin Cook is one of the best running backs in the NFL. Why was this guy even available? Mm-hmm. But when you look at his like advanced metrics, it really has kind of dropped off. Rushing yards over expected last year, he was 55th out of 69. That means if you look at a play, how much would a, a, an average running back get on this play? He ranked 55th out of 69. Rushing explosiveness, that means explosive runs of at least 10 yards. He ranked 41st out of 69. Ooh. Evading tacklers, rushing elusiveness, 28th out of 70, which, all right, that's better than the other two, but mm-hmm. it's still kind of middle of the pack. It's yeah. not elite. And then play speed, he was 30th out of 64. Hmm. So the answer is no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, Brees Hall is amazing. and if he, he is. The only question you have there with him is it usually takes guys a full year yes. to get back. And let's be honest, if we're talking about offensive line, yeah. that could be that could be a problem there for him as well. So if Bre- I don't look at this as being a two-headed monster. I look at, at Dalvin Cook as maybe early on in the season, you ride him a little bit more than Brees Hall as he gets mm-hmm. up to speed. As soon as Brees Hall is good to go, yeah. it's Brees Hall. Yeah, there's no question. See, th- what this does for the Jets is it says – we really don't need Brees Hall to be great week one. Right. And if he isn't great week one, what are we doing with Michael Carter? Is Michael Carter ready? Which Michael Carter are we getting? Are we getting the Michael Carter we saw in this first year? Or are we getting the Michael Carter we saw last year? And so this, what Dalvin Cook does with the money that, you know, Aaron Rodgers donated mm-hmm. to Joe Douglas, at least you have an experienced guy that you can play off of them. And like you said, ride Cook early, ro- mm-hmm. rotate Cook with Carter. You know, whatever you're doing. And then as you, you know, Resol gets better and better and better, then you slide them and go the other way. So I think it's and a good we, way to go. And we talk about all the different ways that the Jets season got derailed last year. That Brees Hall injury was a major one. As well. And it doesn't get mentioned nearly as much as, no. as, as the quarterback and some of the defense and all these different things. Yeah. And the O-line. There's no mm-hmm. question about mm-hmm. it. Gordon, the Dolphins. Oh, boy. Give me a ceiling for... I would the think that they, what would they have for the Jets? Eleven and six. They had twelve and five for the Jets. I would say probably the same. I'm maybe sorry, maybe one less. Eleven and six. I'd say. No, it's twelve. Same thing. Twelve and five. Okay. All right. Yep. And the floor is. <laughs> Speaking of busting through floors, <laughs> they can bust through floors like the best of them. I would say uh, six and eleven. Seven and ten. Same as the Jets. Okay. All right. By the I'm way, did tell, you know they have no idea? Well, I mean, what? I know. We love know. football just, just so much, we just concoct yeah. all these things. Just to... Absolutely. Yeah. It's about conversation, my friend. Mm-hmm. It's about conversation. Uh, Toron Armstead was carted off the field today with a right leg injury? He's always hurt. Their left tackle is always hurt. He never plays a full season. Now, it doesn't seem like it's a, it's a bad injury. It seems like he'll be back before too long, but that's the left mm-hmm. tackle. We're talking about how the, the quarterback could get hurt at any point and if he gets hurt early on in the season, mm-hmm. after a season where he suffered either two or three concussions, who knows, how long is he going to be out the next time? And, yeah. oh, 
is the Dolphin offensive line great? No, their left tackle is always hurt. Yeah. So they are whatever they have is their floor. Bet the under. Okay. Bet. I'm on two bets so far this season. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I, I said this on the, my Saturday show last week. I'm on the Jets over nine and a half. I'm on mm-hmm. the Dolphins under nine and a half. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, and I'm just than- waiting for the Yankees under 93 and a half to cash. It's not officially cashed yet, but it seems oh. like that one I, I can start. Won't be long now. It <laughs> won't be long now, Larry. <laughs> it won't be long now, oh, my friend. Hang in there. Any day now. Any day now. <laughs> Any day now. It'll, it'll cash in. Um, I'm going to ask you the biggest X factor, but okay. I'm going to warn you, according to ESPN Plus, it's not what you think. Now, who is this for? Miami. The biggest X factor? Yes. Like, the biggest X factor was the offensive line for the Jets. The biggest X factor um, for the Giants was, was, wasn't Daniel Jones. Well, it was Darren Waller. Waller. So what's the biggest X factor? I mean, the biggest the X Miami factor Dolphins? is the health of Tua Tungavailoa because if, if he's not healthy, the whole thing implodes. But not I'm guessing that's not where they went. No, they didn't okay. go there. They went – They went. Uh, you might think of them going kind of Aaron Boonish on you here. Oh, Ready? Mm. The defense's acclamation to Vic Fangio's Oh, system. get out. Get, 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 get out. No, I mean, like, the biggest X factor is whether or not the quarterback can stay healthy for 17 NFL games. That's the I biggest know. X factor. There's if you no told me that Tua was going to be healthy for all 17 games, I would be far more optimistic on the Dolphins. But it just seems very unlikely that that's going to happen considering his injury history in the, in, in, in the NFL and in college. I hear you. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Um, well, look, we can't wait for football to be back, especially no with the state of the Yankees and Mets. It, can't get, oh, it cannot get here soon enough. Help me. Uh, what you got cooking Saturday, Gordon? What time are you uh, on? Nine to noon, right? Uh, no, this week is a, a three to six thirty vehicle. Oh my God, um, I can't keep up. What is yeah, going I, on? I'm all over the place. Um, oh, well, look, I, I get the feeling based yes. on tonight that we might talk a football. little Yankees. Oh, a little okay. Yankees. I, I'm guessing. Little I, uh, do the Yankees win a game before now and and three <laughs> o'clock on Saturday? <laughs> That's a good question. We'll find out. Have a great weekend, my friend. You too, Larry. I'll see you guys on Sunday at noon. Uh, Harvey, Julian, thank you very much. Up next, Big Daddy Ty Butler. Line them up. 1-800-919-3776 on 98.7 ESPN New York. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.